If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. .com are those of the guest hosts and callers and not necessarily of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is contacttalkradio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, hang.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Medicine and Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. This is a show about opening up the often mysterious world of how doctors think. The goal? To empower the listener to gain access to the best health care possible. Good day and welcome to Medicine and Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. That's me. I'm Dr. Paul. Coming to you today from Advanced Medical Therapies, a clinic in Seattle, Washington, dedicated to the care of people who have cancer and chronic illnesses. And you can find us online at cancerandchronicdisease.com. Just those words put together, cancerandchronicdisease.com. There's information there. Or if you're on uh, Facebook, as seemingly everyone is, you can uh, go to Advanced Medical Therapies. Just put that in the search bar and you'll find our Facebook page there, and we have uh, uh, information that cross-links there. And one of the things that we do is uh, put this uh, radio program out. And what I've been trying to do is to have, you know, every four or five uh, programs be, you know, clustered around a, a topic area because we get emails, people saying, hey, you know, you, you never talked about this. and Why don't, you know, why don't you bring this up and, so I kind of keep a running list, and uh, this is actually the the last of uh, four or four or five uh, about uh, what what I would call more uh, specific type uh, diet therapies that we might use in medicine uh, when people need particular types of intervention, as opposed to like oh you know just what's the best thing for me to eat like we talked about a few months ago. Uh, but today, as we try to do at the end of every month, uh, Cameron Steele, the owner of CTR Radio Network, and I are going to have uh, an interview. And uh, he's already warned me that this is a this is a, a hot button uh, topic for him. But uh, the uh, the title of today's is uh, "Look, Doc, All These Diets Confuse Me." And uh, so we want to talk through that, and uh, and it's always interesting because. Uh, when when you're in healthcare and you're thinking about this stuff all the time, you think one way about it. When you're a patient or you're somebody just trying to sort their way out through how to live and eat and all that stuff, you think about it different. So, Cameron, you're here to ask all the questions that everyone probably wants to have asked. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't even tell you. Well, first of all, you know, first of all, thanks for having me on your show uh, and interviewing you. For a change, because like I say, and I say this every week, you've got this big brain of information, and uh, and I love what you're offering and what you're sharing with people, and 
you know, you're one of the true doctors on air that really makes a difference for people, I think. I, I read your posts. I read uh, what other people are saying about you. I, you know, we have uh, we have another host, Dr. Tina Moore, uh, you know, and her guests know you. Everybody knows you, and everybody speaks so highly of you, Paul, and they all they all just love when you're talking and you're giving out this information. And then I get this uh, information from you today uh, regarding <laughs> diets and Look, Doc, all these diets confuse me. Well, let me tell you something right now, Paul. You're in for it. <laughs> you know, um, I, I kid a lot with it, but it, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a really good title. I mean, it really is. And I'm glad that we're going to cover this. You know, I, I, I feel it was an inspired title that I got. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, and I'll, I'll just, I'll just start from the outset and say, uh, you know, about, I don't know, three or four weeks ago, we did a, uh, I actually put on a conference for doctors and it was around using, uh, using prescription diets and different types of diseases. And, and doctors are just as confused as everybody else is. So, <laughs> so, it's, so I, I thought, well, you know, yeah, let's, you know, I, I mean, we got a little bit of structure of what to talk about, but yeah. I think there's a lot, uh, and, and I think that, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, you, you and I are the same age and so yeah. we grew up in the, uh, what 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 would we call it the pre uh the the pre internet era yeah um, we, we the, well we really like, did like we, the stone age yeah yeah <laughs> stone age the stone so, age yeah so, so if you didn't you know if you didn't see it in a newspaper or in a magazine or or maybe on you know like on the news or or a TV show you know you really didn't hear about anything uh yeah. now you know every day your news feed's got 8 million things and and oh gee this diet's going to kill you and this is going to make you better and uh, and so people i i find people are more confused than ever about, <laughs> about eating um and so that's that's why i thought this would be a really good topic just to 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 have a back and forth on yeah well i'm very happy about it because uh uh it, you know, it's, it's a topic. In fact, you know, it's funny because just the other day I'm listening to the, to the radio, uh, while I'm driving and, uh, you know, interestingly enough, um, I'm hearing about these two or three different diets and I'm thinking, I'm hearing the guy talk about how he lost five pounds here and 30 pounds there. And, you know, and then, and then the next day I'm hearing him say, yeah, well, they closed the local Taco Bell because I like to make my midnight runs there. And I'm like, well, I thought you were on a diet, man. What are you talking about here? <laughs> like, you know, and then he's going on about it, and I'm like, you know, this is a this is something because I I I really feel like there's so many choices out there, and you know, and I've said this before. I said, well, you know, we, there's the reason probably the reason there's so many diets out there is because everybody's got a different body style, everybody reacts differently to certain diets. But oh my lord, you know. What do you, how are you, you know, you could try 10 different diets before you find the right one. Meanwhile, you've really screwed your body up because you've tried all these different diets that don't work, you know? So yeah. I, I guess that's my first question to you is like, look, look, why are there in the first place so many different diets? I mean, yeah, you know, I probably I, answered I, that, but I mean, I want to hear your answer. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, no, it's, and I, I think that that, that's probably one of the things that confuses people the most is that, you know, you, um, one of the good and bad things uh, about the information age, you know, that is, is different than when you and I were young is, um, well, speak for yourself. I'm still young. It, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
only mean by I know, by I know. Num- number kidding. of days on the earth. Yes, right, no, right, I feel right. <laughs> I feel young inside. There you go. Um, but, but, oh god. Uh, but, <laughs> so, so, this is this is a horrible aside. But sometime we should uh, put uh, side by side uh, like senior pictures online, and you can see that the hairstyle is the same. Yeah, and that's true, it right? Was, <laughs> it was a it was a very bad idea, but it seemed like a good idea at the time, yeah, right? Well, yeah, that's right. Well, I don't I don't have my what do you call it the, the little the hair in the back. I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I me me neither. Yeah, but the. So the, I think, the, but what happens with, you know, in the information age is, um, yeah. the, the good is that, that literally, you know, as say, uh, just a curious person or as a patient or whatever, you can go online and you can search the exact same stuff that your doctor can search. I mean, right. if you know how to do it, you know, you can find really high quality information. The other side of the coin though is, is that I, let's say I want to maybe sell a product or I just want to, confuse people or whatever if i if i'm a good writer mm-hmm. i can go on i can set up a website and yeah. i can make you know i can make like the the cheetos and snickers bar diet look like it's the healthiest thing in the world uh be, because the way i write it you know right. and of course that's an absurd you know thing but um so then the the problem is if you're you know if, if you're the patient or you're someone searching and you say gosh i got diabetes or i got or i'm overweight or i yeah. whatever um you're searching and you run across <laughs> one of these you know that's maybe not the best scientific information sites mm-hmm. it looks good so then you try it and then you like you say it kind of you know kind of screw you up um so i think there's there's two things we want to separate one is th- there's just some real bad information out there we'll talk about that later but yeah. um but I, I do think um, there's something that we talk a lot about in in the in integrative medicine and naturopathic medicine is called biological individuality. So, you know, literally, you know, two siblings could have very different biochemistry mm-hmm. and maybe react very differently to the way that they eat. That's you know? true. Yeah. Um, or, or even you know more. More likely than that, um, parent, you know, to child, because a generation can make a difference too. Right. And so, um, so what might be, you know, just fine for your neighbor, uh, might make you and I, you know, gain weight or might make you and I inflamed or, or whatever. And it's like, well, what, what's the difference between me and my neighbor? Well, mm-hmm. there can be just these subtle differences in the way that their body uses things and all that. Um, and and here's the other thing I think that is it's written about now. It didn't used to be written about. If you go to a um a traditional culture area, and so you look at like the really the true traditional Polynesian diet, you know, that worked great for them. They also had to, you know, they were on the move all the time and they were working and doing all you know, they're expending a lot of calories. If the traditional Polynesian type diet people start eating more of a traditional like western crummy diet guess what happens they, they gain weight they get diabetic all this stuff whereas if you take somebody who's from say in you know northern european where they had to survive on you know reindeer and pine needles and all this other stuff um if you feed them a polynesian diet they'll gain weight so, right. so it's like there there's not you know 
that's why there's so much variety. Now there's things that cross over that I think we'll probably get to later, but, mm-hmm. um, but the reason that there's so many is, is really two, two, two things. One is commercially driven. So if, if you write a book right now and, and you put the word diet in it, uh, in the, t- in the title, you are very likely to have not, maybe not a bestseller, but a high seller. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. If you, um, want to get people to buy your book, then you make it sound like this is the only diet that could possibly ever help you and work for you. And and so that's the commercial part about it. And so then people get really attached to that sort of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but the other reason there's, there's multiple ways of looking at eating is, you know, uh, my chemistry, you know, being mostly like a, a Northern European, you know, kind of uh, background person yeah. is very, very different from somebody who say, you know, from, uh, India, right, Pakistan right. Or, or right. somewhere like that, a totally different thing. Yeah. Um, and, and really I think that's where it comes from. So there's commercial interests. And one of the things I always tell people when you're looking online is you, you can't always tell from the front end of information you're getting that it's actually sponsored by somebody who's <laughs> going to try and sell you something, Yeah, you know, like a book. Or a, or a pill or something. Right. Um, so the commercial thing, I think that's really mushroomed a lot of, you know, oh, this is the, this is the way and the diet and all that stuff. And, uh, and it does get confusing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's really interesting because you're, you're talking about, you know, you hear these commercials and, and they're trying to sell you something or hear these, the other thing you hear is testimonials. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I, I, I hear people talking about too is that they want to take this they 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 want this one this one magic pill that you take and, right. and all of a sudden you're you know you're losing weight. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think every human being on the planet would love one magic pill that everything makes it work really really well. But in the reality of it, that's not really the case. You know. Right, yeah. Yeah, I I want that pill too, but it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, as much as we say and hear the commercials saying, "Oh, take this and you know, you're going to lose weight and you're going to, you know, I just, I don't buy it for one thing, Paul. I just don't buy it. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, let me tell you, I, um, I go for a walk in the mornings with the dog and to me, the basics of an, of a diet are just, you know, good exercise, eating nutritionally and do and stay away from the, you know, don't, I mean, everything in moderation. If you want to have a candy bar, have a candy bar, but in moderation, you know, I, yeah. I think at the yeah. end of the day, that's what we have to do as people, but we also have to know what our bodies can and can't do. You know, if you sit there and you're going to say, oh, I'm going to eat a bunch of macaroni and cheese for dinner tonight, well, and then you feel tired afterwards, well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there might be a cause and effect there. That, well, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so you're probably not going to want to have mac and cheese. You know, Lucia, uh, she eats uh, certain pasta and uh, pasta. Pasta, I should say pasta, not pasta. I'm Canadian. Well, for, for the Canadians. Yes, right there. Pasta. Pasta. Yeah, there you pasta, go. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she feels zonked out afterwards. So, but there's only certain oh, pastas yeah. that happens to. So she knows not to, not to, you know, go down that route too hard. Uh, me, the same thing. I have, if I eat bread, certain, if I eat too much bread, I'm just, I'm just totally wasted. Never mind the sugar that I just put into my body too. But, <laughs> You know, besides the fact that I have diabetes type 2, and, you know, I'm already, you know, struggling with that a little bit. But, you know, at the end of the day, a diet, I think, you know, 
is an individual choice and 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 I think it's important for you to know your body but then again you know people talk about diets there's a psychological thing that happens uh behind all these diets so my question is is there is it really really is there only one true diet or is it or or there or is it is it what I'm saying Paul that you know we have to watch we have to know our bodies is there i mean is there a true diet out there yeah. uh according to doctors like you were saying you know if we do the right research we can find something that works but Oh my gosh, you just punch in what's a great diet to work in. You've got blogs, websites, you've got tons of oh, different, I yeah. mean, it's overloaded. You know, yeah, thousands of pages of, of, of information. And, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll drive you'll, yourself bonkers. Yeah, it's, and I, I think that that, that's kind of what happens to people. So then the psychological part is, oh, well, you know, you know, the hell with it. I'm, I'm just going to eat what I'm going to eat. Yeah. Um, so, uh, other than, um, and here's another benefit apparently of social media, other than one person who recently uh, attacked me on social media for for saying that there may be more than one diet for people, yeah, this this is a doctor who's very into one particular kind of diet and he believes that all, all people should only eat this one way. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, here's the thing. I think that there, there's sort of two levels. Let's take disease out of it. Let's say nobody has any disease, but we're just all humans. We're living. I do think that there are reasons why, um, uh, you know, a traditional, uh, like, you know, I was using the example, let's say a traditional Asian or Polynesian, their, their diet is a very particular way. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's because of what grows there and what Mm -hmm. they can get and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you feed that diet to people from the other side of the planet, you know, they don't do so well on it and vice versa. Um, there, there's something to that. And, and we know now that we can study genetics and all that. And, and, uh, by the way, this is a little promo, uh, um, Lucia and I are going to be talking about some of this genetic stuff in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. But, um, but I think that, you know, the, um, the idea that there's just one diet that every you know it's sort of like uh you know this utilitarian thing that everyone is good it, it doesn't work and there's there's two reasons why one is we all have different strengths and weaknesses chemically you know yeah. and the other is um that um we really um you know our uh our kind of our genetic backgrounds and our our uh our physical needs to dictate what we really need you know as yeah. far as far as the height goes so so I don't really believe in that but I, I do believe that um once you kind of get away from eating you know cuz a, a lot of north americans don't eat so good and there's a lot of junk and all that if if you get that mostly out of their system though for 3 4 weeks you will know, like you were just saying, you'll know the next day if you, if you made a good choice or a bad choice, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Your body will tell you. So I think listening to our bodies is something we don't do anymore. And I think that's important. Right. Um, I think, you know, knowing like, and, and this is something, uh, that, you know, that, that I've, I've often struggled with is like, well, you know, you know how it is, you get a little bit, too hungry and then you eat more than you ought to because you were mm-hmm. actually full a long time ago but your brain is you know your brain says oh well you may not eat again so but like, yeah let's, let's eat more um i think listening to the way that your body's telling you, if if people just listen to their body's feedback about 
man, I felt horrible after I ate that. Maybe I shouldn't eat that anymore. You right. know, I, that would, that would take out 50% of all the diet, uh, decisions people need to make, really. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I agree. I mean, but you know, again, there's that psychological piece, you know, where people struggle with their weight too, and they struggle with the diet sure. because they use food as an emotional, as an emotional filler to, sure. to help them through whatever it is they're going through. And, you know, and I have, Nothing but compassion because I do the same thing with certain things, you know. I mean, if I'm if I'm stressed out, I'm like, okay, I feel like I want a Slurpee, <laughs> you know. <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> you know, Slurpees make my day much much better, but you know, uh, and I, but I, you know, <laughs> it's just true though. I haven't thought about Slurpees in a long time. Well, yes, I'm, it, you know, I I can't help but I, think about Slurpees since my boy was born on Seven Eleven, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he really was. He was born yeah, July 11th. Yeah, we, it's a, well, yeah, you know, and, and I think we all have those things. Those things um, yeah. So I, I believe we are at a break, so we should probably take a break. When we okay. come back, we can move forward um, a little bit past yeah. Slurpees. Well, I, I'd and like we'll, to actually we'll talk, talk about, about the, I'd like to, well, think about this, Paul, and this question, because, you know, oh, yeah. we've, we've evolved over the years. We have evolved over yep. the years yep. from, from, yep. What, from the 60s, the 40s, the 50s. You know, and I mean, you know, there, there is a, there is a claim that, you know, we, we as people now in, across the globe are a low beast. I mean, you know, a lot of us are overweight and not, not carrying the right weight that we should be carrying. So from that perspective, let's talk about, I would like to say to you, how did we used to eat hundreds of years ago? Because of course we didn't have processed foods like we do now hundreds of years ago. So maybe that's the answer. I don't know, but let's talk about that when we come back. All right, we'll be right back on Medicine and Health. Welcome to Medicine and Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. This show looks into the often mysterious ways in which medicine is practiced and how doctors think. Dr. Paul's goal is to enlighten you to this world and using his two decades of clinical practice and research, help you improve the health and health care you and your loved ones have. Dr. Paul will share from his years in research, writing, teaching, and practice, the ways in which integrative medicine and broader medical thinking can help improve health and medicine. Are you a healthcare provider? Do you know that Dr. Anderson has an online healthcare education website? ConsultDrA.com is the continuing education, mentoring, and one-stop shop to find out where Dr. Anderson is speaking, what new online courses are available, and many other services. For subscribers, consultdranderson.com has a searchable Q&A library, recorded webinars on integrative medicine topics, and many more. Healthcare providers, check out the website at www.consultdranderson.com. That's www.consultdranderson.com. Welcome back to Medicine and Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. That's me. I'm Dr. Paul. And today we're having uh, our monthly live interview with uh, Cameron Steele. He's the owner of CTR Radio Network. And today we're talking about um, how uh, the real title is, Look, Doc, uh, All These Diets Confuse Me. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> and we, when we got off, we were, we were sort of segueing from, you know, is, is there really one true or one good diet for everybody or – 
you know, yeah. or, or what's the deal there? And we were talking about kind of, you know, the modernization of information that, that, that confuses everyone. Yeah. But right before we got off, you, you asked a really good question, which was, well, okay, so let's, let's forget, you know, let's forget the modern times that go back a few hundred years. Yeah. How, how did people eat? And <clears throat> I think the important part about that question, one of the important parts is, what does that lead us to as far as a conclusion about maybe how to build a, a healthy diet nowadays uh, as a, as opposed to looking at, you know, what did our great-great-grandparents eat, you know, yeah. 200, 300 years ago? Um, and I think that – and this is something that's been written about actually a fair amount in the last five to ten years. Um, if you look at um, – there's a real famous neurologist from uh, Florida. His name's Dr. David uh, Perlmutter, and he became originally kind of famous for um, – uh, he's a neurologist, you know, a nerve doctor. Um, he became famous for helping people with Parkinson's disease with uh, uh, changing their nutritional status and all that. And then he sort of evolved into this area where he said, well, why are people so inflamed? And, you know, what's, what's all this problem that people have in their brains? Um, and they actually wrote a book called uh, Grain Brain. Grain <laughs> and Brain. And it talks about, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and, it, and he actually does kind of a nice job of kind of going back through the, the hundreds of years and saying, you know, for the most part, yeah. our, our ancestors didn't eat a lot of grains because they would be very hard to harvest and, you know, like, you know, they were on the move. They, they didn't have time yeah. to sit around and do this stuff. So, you know, and there's a number of things there. So going to this idea of what do we used to eat, it really goes back to that, um, the concept I shared uh, earlier before the break, which is, and, and this is, this has been shown, it's completely, you know, I mean, it's, it's obvious actually if you look, but it's been shown in many cases. If you take somebody who came from a, say, a Asian Polynesian island culture, and, and, and they have particular things that do and don't grow on those islands and they can eat and, you know, and there's fish and whatever. If you take that diet and then you take that person and make them eat something, you know, like us North Americans would commonly eat, what happens to those people who were normally very healthy and fit? They, they become diabetic. They become overweight. Um, kind of the same thing if you take somebody from the colder, say, northern European areas of the world and you feed them a Polynesian type diet, they may, they may actually have the same reverse reaction. So I think that the, the, if we go back a few hundred years, there's a couple things in common. One is, um, when we would eat things, uh, it were, it, it tended to be things that we could find easily. So right. if there was a, vegetation that we could grab and eat, you know, and chew up or a fruit or whatever, it was there, you know, and that's great. Um, there was meat, fish, other stuff like that. If, if you were, as I say, and I'm kind of using extremes, but say, you know, up in the colder Northern European parts, totally different vegetation and different animals and everything than you would get on, say, you know, Tahiti or someplace of that nature. But here's the other thing that they all had in common. Two, three, four, five, six hundred years ago, um, you had to – nothing came easy. So you had, you had to physically like find 
and harvest or kill whatever you were going to eat. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like it's not like us going to Seven Eleven, you know. No, no. I mean, <laughs> well, you know, very true. I mean, I mean, clearly, you know, there's a big, 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 big difference between hundreds of years ago and and today with all the technology we have. I mean, you know, you can put a an unnamed restaurant hamburger on the table and leave it there for six weeks and it still looks the same, you know. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I'm not, yeah. you know, so, I mean, I'm certain that a hamburger hundreds of years ago, if they even existed, uh, weren't sitting there lasting six weeks long, you know. No, no. I mean, it would, <laughs> you know, it would deteriorate very quickly. Um, yeah, you, you ate it or it went away. Or you away. ate it or, exactly, <laughs> you ate it or it went away. Uh, you know, something, and now fast forwarding, uh, as I, as a kid growing up in the 60s and 70s, like late 60s, I might add, uh, and early 70s, uh, <laughs> uh, I can remember eating steak and vegetables and certain, and potatoes and sweet potatoes and, and, you know, different meals, of course. And, and then I, I, one day I, I just, I don't know what it was, but, I guess it was quite a number of years ago. I, I, I was cooking a steak on the barbecue and I, I just made it nice and juicy. It was wonderful. And, uh, vegetables as well. And I turned to my wife and I said, you know, I said, this, now this was an organic steak we purchased. This was an organic steak. It didn't have any chemicals in this. It didn't have, it was just straight meat, you know, good meat. And I cooked it on the barbecue, put it on the plate, took a little bite out of it, and I turned to my wife and I said, you know, I said, I haven't tasted a steak like this since I was a kid. I said, it's, a, it's remarkable the amount of chemicals that we find can change the taste of our food. That being said, when we go on a diet, Paul, when we go on a diet, doesn't the same thing happen that we that there's a certain flavor that we're looking for that the diet just doesn't fulfill. So the question again is, the question to you now is, how do we get wrap our, our heads around something that might or might not taste so good uh, as we recall? You know, maybe, okay, the doc says, okay, yeah, if you eat your vegetables, just uh, strict, stick to vegetables. When you eat your vegetables, well, they're just not tasting the same as they used to. And then when you buy organic, you're paying through you're paying through the teeth. For yeah. for one piece of broccoli <laughs> rather than two, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's um, there's that there's that thing. So, do do the chemicals in our foods, if we want to go on a diet, I guess the I guess it would be, you know, it's like a prescription diet versus a generally good diet. Right. Because if yeah, you're going to give me a prescription diet that that says eat this this and this, well, that's not going to taste very good, I don't think, you know. <laughs> well, and, and I, yeah, I think the, the chemical part, you know, kind of comes from two different, uh, two different avenues. One is there's, there's chemistry in, let's, let's say certainly all fast food and, and what I would call the next level up from fast food that you can think of, you know, restaurants that are just about fast food. Um, part of it is, in the fast food world, their their cooking is all done at at regional centers, and yeah. then it's packaged and sent out, and then just reheated, uh, which many people don't know. Well, in order to do that without killing everyone, they I mean they have to have a, 
a certain amount of uh, chemicals in the food or the, you know, or bacteria would grow mm-hmm. and other bad things. Right. Well, what happens is is that a lot of those chemicals are actually things that absorb really easily and they go to your brain and they give you a little signal that says, oh, this is different. Yeah. So like if I'm going to eat XY's hamburger, um, then, you know, I get this, I almost get a buzz, you know, and, and then it's like I miss that hamburger because – you know, not really because it was great hamburger, but, but the chemistry that I ate with it was, <laughs> was kind of happy. Right. Um, so, so that goes on. And so then, and, and we deal with this, you know, as, you know, nutritionists deal with this all the time. Doctors do it. it you changing someone's diet is, is it's, it's a behavior and it's a, it's a psychological change more than a food change. And what people find, and it's kind of like what you were talking about, you know, with the, so you got this nice, you know, organic steak and all that. And it was like, wow, that's what beef used to taste like. Well, you know, when, when you and I were kids, it would, beef was much less processed and it was more likely to be probably good for you than it is now. Right. <laughs> anyway, right. Right. Uh, and, and so it truly did taste different. And, yeah. and so what, what we often do is we tell people, look, you know, the first, the first number of weeks where you start to shift away from eating that, you know, at, you know, Arby's or McDonald's or wherever every day, um, life is going to suck because you're yeah. going to be in withdrawal from these chemicals and all this stuff. But once you start to get used to tasting real food, yeah. you're going to actually think, wow, I, I was really missing something here. Yeah. Um, so, so I do think there is a difference. You brought up, you know, kind of like a prescription diet or, or a generally good diet. I think something people need to understand because this, this is something you don't get off the internet if, unless you're looking really closely. There are times when a, a doctor will say, Hey, you know what? You have, um, you know, you have cancer or you have diabetes or yeah. you have heart disease. I'm going to give you a prescription diet that is, you know, is it's got variety, but it's in a kind of a, a direction. Sure. And the reason I'm giving you this prescription diet is so that, you know, whatever your disease problem is, is, is not aggravated by your diet. That's the bottom line of prescription diet. So that's one thing. So yeah, if you, you know, if you have cancer, like in our, our case where three quarters of our patients have cancer, we're much more careful and cautious and kind of overzealous about what, what you do and don't eat because I mean, cancer is a big deal and it's, you know, we don't have a lot of chances with that. Um, or if, if you, if you just had a heart attack or something, you know, you, you really need to like, that's, that's not just maybe I can make a change. That's, I got to make a change. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas if you come in and say, Hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm otherwise healthy. My family's pretty healthy, et cetera. What's just generally a good way to eat two kind of different things. Now they have some common tenants. Um, one is really, you know, plants are very good because they give us the, like the most dense nutrients come from plants and then some flesh foods. Those are the two most dense nutrients you can get. Um, and nutrients are what run your whole body. So, you know, so any, any, you know, vegetation that you can find that you're going to eat or whatever, you know, those are going to have a lot of nutrients. Yeah. Um, you know, fish and, and uh, chicken and turkey and other meats and stuff. If if they're not, you know, if they're not like feedlot farmed where they're filled full of every conceivable antibiotic and chemical, they're going to be cleaner if they're not done that way. And you know, you're gonna you can get your protein and some good fats that way. 
And then there's other good stuff, you know, yeah. that you can add in like olive oil and some of the other, you know, good clean oils that help right. us with the, because we do need fats actually, yeah. you know, fats get a bad rap, but yeah. it, there, there's a difference I would say between say the fat that's in the McDonald's French fries and, and well, like of the course. fat that's in it. Yeah. I mean, that, well, that would be, that would be, a, that would be a given. I mean, you know, I, I mean, when I have a ribeye steak, I eat the fat off the ribeye steak because right. I feel, I feel like it would be good for me. Now, whether it is or not, I don't know, but I feel like it would be. Um, you know, there are certain fats, absolutely. Um, let me ask you a question then, because I had, uh, just as you were in mid-sentence on answering something, I had another question pop up, and then when you brought up the fats, I totally lost my, my train of thought on that. Um, the, the idea of a diet for me is, is okay, well, I'm going to go on a diet and, you know, and you hear about people doing this all the time, either before their weddings because they have to fit into that dress or they have to do their <laughs> belt up. They have to, you know, they go into these diets that are, uh, uh, I think there are, what's it called? A lemon, uh, it's, a, it's like a three day fast or something like that. You know, it's like, it's like a cleanse and some people call it a diet. Some people call yeah, it a cleanse, you yeah, know, yeah. and, and you know, it, at it, the end of the day, you're losing a few pounds because you're not eating anything. Um, right. You know, which right. to me is 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 kind of dangerous in a way because if you're not eating for three days and then you go up and you and you start eating again after three days, your body I don't know it just seems to me like your body's going to react kind of kind of weirdly in a in a in a way. Uh, maybe you're not feeling it right away, but it, that can't be good for you. So let's call yeah. that a let's call that a dangerous diet, will we? Just for just for just for an instance. Sure. Uh, so can we take that? Say, I want to do that lemon cleanse, and I want to the lemon cayenne pepper, the cayenne pepper cleanse uh-huh. or whatever it is. Right. I yeah. like that yeah. diet. I think it's a great diet. I like to do it all the time, but I want to eat food. Well, you can't do that every day. You can't do this this cleanse for the rest of your life. Can we take right. that and say, okay, I want to just make it not so dangerous for my body to just do this. Can I add stuff to this and still detoxify and, and, and work on my weight? I mean, we're given, I'm, I'm in the mindset of going, okay, well, if you're dieting, then you're probably working out too, because you gotta, you know, diet, to me, a diet just doesn't help you lose weight. You gotta actually physically go out and at least get some walking in and do some, do something to move the blood and move the body yeah. around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. back to that question, taking a, a, a diet like that, a cleanse like that, turning it into a diet, uh, you know, just doing the cleanse alone is probably pretty dangerous if you do it all the time because your your sure, body is not sure. your body is is not getting the nutrients it really does need um yeah. can, but but at the same time I know I've heard, I've talked to many people who have done this and they say that the detox works really well but they have to watch what they're eating so why not take that extend it out a bit can we do that can we can we make it more healthy than just than just that and 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 create something out of that and say yeah if I'm doing this this lemon cayenne pepper cleanse I'd like to add some food in there and still feel like I'm detoxifying. Yeah, I you know I think that's that's one of the big million dollar questions and it's it's um so just to go back to you know something like that let's say it's and you you use the example which is actually very true of you know someone's going. They got to fit into their prom dress, or they got to fit into the tuxedo, or whatever. Yeah. And they, and they need they need to drop that last five pounds. Um, a lot of these things people do, such you know, such as that, or or other stuff. Um, 
you know, if, if you do it once in your lifetime to, to do that, what you're really doing and the reason it works in the beginning is because what it's doing is it's taking a lot of inflammatory water out of your body. So inflammation in your body, which we all have, but some of us have more, creates um, a chemistry that your body holds onto water to yeah. try and neutralize it. And so you go on, you know, something, you know, like you're doing, you know, hot lemon juice and cayenne and, you know, just drinking tons of fluid all day long. Your body will start to just dump that stuff because it's like it's not getting, you know, it's not getting toxic junk put in on top of it. Right. And so people do lose weight. Now, I, I will say just because, you know, it's, it's good to be, you know, it's good to be as safe as possible. Sometimes I've seen in people who have uh, eating disorders, um, They'll, they'll do these things repeatedly, like the, the, like you know, five days a week they'll be doing that, and it's because they have an eating disorder. That's really bad. So there's yeah. there's no way to make that good for you. Um, but here's actually what we do sometimes with people, and it's not it's it's similar to that, but I'll use a different example to kind of make it, I don't know, maybe a little bit more um, relatable. Um, a lot of times we'll have a, a cancer patient who's um, in that position where they've just come off, you know, they're done with their standard treatments and they're, they're they want to recover their body and get their energy back. And, but, but they also want to get healthy so that the cancer doesn't come back. So yeah. great goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you think of all the treatments people go through, you know, with cancer, whether they've had chemo or radiation or whatever they've had, yeah. or just, just, just having cancer, you know, a lot, that's horrible. Um, what we will often do with those folks is, um, we will take and we will do um, a lot of uh, basically very, very light liquid type of a, a, a cleanse with them for a few days just to get the inflammatory stuff moving out of their body. Now, some people we do like broth. Some people we might do um, things, you know, kind of like the, you know, some herbs and lemon and stuff like that, whatever. Um, and what, what's interesting is a lot of times after about 12 hours, they'll say, I actually start to feel better. And so by day two or day three, you know, they're, they're getting rid of all this extra fluid. They're starting to feel better. The way to kind of turn the ship and say, okay, well, you can't live, you know, you can't live on that forever, obviously. Um, then what we do is we, we move to the next step and we say, now what we're going to do is we're going to have you do some, um, uh, you know, get, a lot of really high, uh, uh, high nutrient vegetables and we're going to have you make some easy to digest kind of, you know, either like a stew or soup or something like that. So you sort of take a step up and, and that, so now they're getting real food, but it's not super high calorie. It's not whatever. It's just got a lot of nutrients in it. And, and then, and then we take them to the next step and we say, okay, so you're, you had this type of cancer and we want to avoid X, Y, and Z. Here's how we want you to eat. So we sort of, we kind of move them into an eating plan where they're going to get, you know, a good amount of fat, protein, and carbohydrate that's appropriate. Um, it'd be the same if you, you, uh, and I've actually had this happen. <clears throat> I've had someone come back and say, you know, I, I did this, you know, I did this liquid cleanse before my wedding. Uh, and geez, it worked great. I lost 10 pounds <laughs> and, and I, you know, and I, I want to, uh, but I, I want to, I want to come back and eat healthy and I don't want to go back to the 10 pounds that I gained or that I, you know, that I lost. Um, we kind of do the same thing where we sit down, we say, okay, you know, what, what's probably the best for your type of 
you know, your type of body and your genetics and all this stuff. And we say, okay, so let's not get crazy. Don't go from the liquid, you know, uh, you know, you're doing the lemon juice and the cayenne right. to, to McDonald's. Let's, <laughs> let, <laughs> let, let's have you start eating, you know, some real food. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, do some, do a little meal prep at home and, you know, get your vegetables set up and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and it makes, it can make a thousand percent difference. And they'll mm-hmm. actually, here, the real f- cool thing is they'll not only not gain the weight back, but they'll, they'll feel as good as they did when they started mm-hmm. to dump all that inflammation. So I think that's really important. You yeah. Know, yeah. The people here, you know, it, it appears to me. So I'm I'm a very bad radio producer, but it looks like I ran over the last. That's break. okay. Let's let's carry on because this this information <laughs> okay. is too important. I, I I you know I'm the owner of the station, so I can I can do that. <laughs> it may be your right, show, well, but uh, I'm doing I'm conducting the interview. We're skipping this break because the information is too important. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> but listen, let's tell people how they can find out about you at least. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with being your own producer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can find our clinic at, uh, cancer and chronic disease.com. So just those four words, cancer and chronic disease.com. And it's advanced medical therapies in Seattle, Washington. And you can also find us on Facebook pretty easy. Just, uh, doing the search bar advanced medical therapies, uh, therapies with an S at the end of it. Um, if you say advanced medical therapy, a very close friend of mine who does exactly the same thing I do, but he's in Florida. So it's the other end of the country. He'll get his clinic. Well, maybe uh, you so guys can come the, together and meet in the middle somewhere. It's, uh, <laughs> he, he's one of the smartest dudes I've ever met. So I, I, I'd be glad if people found well, him in Florida. But <laughs> and he says, that he says the same thing about you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so two two people on two people with big brains, one on the east, one on the west. Okay, uh, we keep separated. So, that's, well, that's um, good. But uh, yeah, cancer so I, and chronic disease, cancer and chronic uh, disease. Yep. Yeah, dot com. Dot com. I mean, that's a great website name, by the way. Uh, yeah. Let's carry on. I want to talk to you also about another diet that people talk about, and okay. these are these time restricted diets. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, right now, my wife Lucia is on one of those time restricted diets. I mean, you know, uh, if she eats at one o'clock in the afternoon, she gets to go till later on. Uh, she generally does between the 11 and 7. She, she'll eat between 11 o'clock and 7 o'clock. And then after 7 o'clock in the, at night, she doesn't, doesn't eat anything. Now, you know, it depends. Sometimes she'll eat, she'll start at noon and then she'll finish at 8 instead or 9. But the, you know, it seems to be, uh, working. It seems to be working for her. Um, how, you know, how about that kind of diet? What does that do to the body? Is that healthy? Is it unhealthy? Is it, is it, because it, to me, it, it allows you to eat anything you really want to a degree, of course, you know, uh, but you're not eating as much. Cause right. you're not going by right. the breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I gotta have breakfast now. It's eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you know, it's, well, and I, I think that, you know, there's a couple of things about that and, and, um, either, um, either term, if you look again, this is one of those things, they're actually researching a lot on this with, with certain diseases and they either call it intermittent fasting or time restricted eating. It's the same thing. Um, and here's the deal. It, it sounds, 
it sounds like the worst thing in the world that you could do because I think we were all raised and we were told what were we told breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah. And you've, you know, you got to eat at least three times a day and all this stuff. And, um, and that really doesn't, that really doesn't have any basis in, in reality actually for biology. Like if you look at our ancestors, even 200 years ago, they were not sitting down every four hours and eating, you know, they were no. eating when they could and all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> but here, here's just, uh, I'll kind of, uh, do, do what I do a lot and I'm going to start at one end of the spectrum and work backwards. That's good. Um, they have done studies and there was one, uh, so a, a colleague and I just finished writing a book and it's going to be available early next year from Hay House, uh, called, uh, outside the box cancer therapies. And in doing the research for that book, mm-hmm. um, we, we were looking into this because it's, this is, you know, there's a lot of big hospitals researching this stuff right now with time restricted eating. And what we found was there was one study just in people who had already had breast cancer where if they did kind of like what you described Lucia's doing, if they get, if they had a 13 hour window where they didn't eat and then, you know, that left them with the rest of the hours where they, they would usually have two meals, you know, or something like that. Um, they had a 30% less recurrence of breast cancer than people who ate regular, mm. who ate, you know, three, four times a day. Um, and, and so then what that, what that and other studies did is it made, you know, really, really smart people go and say, well, that, how in the world could that work? Yeah. And what, what, what they found out was, and this actually, it, it also works with other inflammatory, so cancer is kind of an inflammatory disease. It, it works with things like heart disease and diabetes mm-hmm. and stuff. During the time you're not eating, <clears throat> your body goes into a reset mode and it takes all of these background kind of little inflammatory, uh, chemical signals that go out in your body and it tells them all to shut up and it, uh-huh. it shuts them down. Um, and, and inflammation is what makes us hold on to weight. It's what makes us, you know, get trouble on our blood vessels and all yeah. this other business. So, so here's the thing about, and this is another one, it's exactly like our previous conversation over can, can you make it healthier or unhealthier, et right. cetera. When we do this with patients, we normally have them start. And if you figure, you know, let's say you're sleeping seven, eight, nine hours, right? So you're already, you know, unless you're eating while you're asleep, you're not going to be eating during those time anyway. So we have them kind of do a little bit earlier cut off in the evening and then do kind of a little bit later lunch. And that takes care of that time period. Yeah. And then they, you can drink, you know, tea, water, you know, we, if they like coffee, they can have coffee with nothing, you know, no caloric additions, but, um, you, you can drink all the fluids you want basically that don't have calories. Um, <clears throat> and what we're seeing with people with this is that they not only start to dump the inflammatory weight and all of that, um, but if it's somebody with an inflammatory based disease, whether it's, uh, you know, cancer that's sort of smoldering or, uh, diabetes or, you know, maybe even certain types of heart disease, um, not today, not next week, but over six, 12 months, their labs start to improve in ways that they wouldn't have otherwise. And, <clears throat> and so we, what, what the, what the really super smart folk who, um, research these things seem to be telling us is it's based in this reset that happens every day. And and what they're postulating is, well, 
you know, that's probably what our ancestors did for thousands of years anyway, you know, cause you're, you know, if, if our, you know, great grandparents times, you know, 10 were out hunting and gathering and doing all this stuff, they, they might eat once a day or twice maybe, you yeah. know, on a good day. Yeah. Um, and so the body has this natural ability to reset. Now, here's the thing, because I actually had a doctor friend ask me about it, because, because I, I've been doing this for six months and, and, uh, it's been, it's been very beneficial for me. But so he said to me, he says, so when you, when you do eat, you know, in the evening, he says, is it just like whatever you want? Is it like crazy and all that? And I said, no, you can't, you, can't, you still can't be stupid. Okay. <laughs> uh, you, you know, like, like I, I, you know, you can't, you can't eat cake all afternoon or no, whatever. Of course it, you know, that's, yeah. It's just not going to work. So, so people will say, well, what do you do? And it's all, well, what, what I do is I focus on, I focus on vegetables. Yeah. Uh, I, f- I focus on clean sources of protein. Yeah. Good, good fats. And, and what I always tell people is, cause I, I'm actually doing an experiment where I'm, I'm a pretty short window of eating. So I use, it's dinner time. But what I tell everyone, cause you know, I travel a lot with a lot of doctors teaching and stuff. I'll say, Hey, if, if I'm hungry and I want to have a second dinner, I will because a, it's still less food than I would ever eat in a day, eating three or four times during the day. Right. And, and B, it doesn't seem to make any difference as far right. as that goes, as long as I'm not eating stupid. Yeah. Right? yeah. And, you know, and just on the psychological part of it, because, you know, a lot of people would feel, you know, pretty hemmed in by this. I, I know I, it was, I, and by the way, you don't, don't go from, you know, eating five times a day to eating once a day. Don't do that. Um, but <clears throat> what I always tell people, myself, and, and others is look, Hey, if you, you know, you're out, you're out with your partner and you're, you're out having a great day out somewhere, you're traveling and you want to have a day where you eat like a regular person, eat like a regular, you know, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Once or twice, what, twice a month, not a big deal. Yeah. If you do it every day, it's a big deal. No. Um, so it's, it, it's a lot about that, you know, be reasonable, do it, but there's a there's a very deep scientific reason why restricting a certain amount of time where you're just kind of drinking non-caloric liquids, right? It re- resets all those nasties that go on that that all of us North Americans seem to have turned on, which is why we're all diabetic and have heart yeah. disease and all this stuff. Yeah, no, I, so, yeah, I think it works. Yeah, I, I think well, I think I think it's working. I mean, you know, uh, there's a lot more questions I have, and we probably should do another show on diets and, and stuff like that. But you know, I. I feel like my takeaway today, Paul, it's, it's really what I said from the beginning to come into a full circle. And after listening to you, my, my feelings have been validated throughout this whole show about diets is that you gotta, you gotta know your body a little bit before you start choosing which diet you're going to go on and what you react to and what you don't react to. And, you know, a little bit in moderation. Uh, you know, if you're sick, unfortunately, yeah. you've got to follow a certain strict thing because you don't want to inflame. Yeah. And we didn't even get to inflammation and pain. So, uh, which is something I wanted to talk to you about because that's another, another topic. When people go on diets, there's a, there's there a connection. What's the connection between inflammation and pain and diet? So maybe we need to cover that the next time, but, uh, we're, we're down to the, down to the wire on our show today, Paul. So thanks for having me on and, and allowing me to interview you. And, uh, it, it's just really a, you're just, like I say, you're, you're such a great person. I just love you and you're just awesome. Thank you. 
And hey, thanks for coming on and thanks for the good questions. And, uh, and I think we can pick up on that. We'll segue from inflammation and pain maybe next month when we talk. And, uh, I think that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. All right. Well, this is Dr. Paul Anderson with Medicine and Health with Dr. Paul Anderson. And I will see you all on the podcast or the radio very, very soon. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Medicine and Health with your host, Dr. Paul Anderson. Visit the clinic website at www.amsa1.com or call the clinic at 206-629-2186.